Hi everyone, and welcome to our review for the Kid Rock album, Devil Without a Cause. This here is the Classic Quest podcast, the show where we break down the classic albums throughout the hip-hop genre. And this is debatably, I I would call it a hip-hop album. It would count. It's like a rock rock hip-hop. It's in the hybrid genre, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So it's it's definitely there. Either way, it's a Patreon request, so we're doing it. That's right. uh, We go through these albums track by track, giving our thoughts and opinions on every single song. Now, I would like to just establish this this is probably a classic album for all terms and purposes, just on numbers and accolades. Yeah weddingness of the songs like there are definitely songs on this now depending hold up i'm feeling like maybe like at like a bar or Mm-mm. at like a country fair in like the I'm beer sorry, tent but only god knows why is this slow dance song if i ever done heard one yeah at a country bar Wedding. and or a works it's just got that time because the thing is we're no, all gonna get it's older depressing but it's also like wedding? Remi- i don't know but it's got that nice slowness to it anyway that's my thoughts i but then again you don't really want me to curate your wedding uh as music uh either way my name is holiness the family i am your lady friend bonnie and that's what we're gonna do we're gonna talk about this project track mm-hmm. by track this here this kid rock devil whatever the cause which it went diamond it sold like 12. It was platinum, 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 platinum. Like, like it, went it went 11 times or something? Diamond. It like 11 million albums sold. This is quite the um, the accolades for this project here. Yeah. So before we get into it, we get asked, or we used to get asked before we start answering right away, why we do the projects. This here is a pitch and request from Mr. Scribble. So if you support our show, you can give us like a dollar or more a month. And if you hit a certain tier, it's $5. You get to uh, request some albums and get them reviewed in a timelier fashion than the comment section. And if you just like what we do, we really we could use the help, is all I'm trying to say. So that link's down below. Yep. I make music. I got a song dropping on this upcoming Wednesday, May 13th. You can find the Distro Kid link where you can show some love down below in the description of the video. Okay, self-promo time is done. Uh, we're going to get into it, and we'd like to start off the show describing our familiarity with Kid Rock, where I think, unlike most artists we talk about, we can say, Bonnie, you can tell the people your familiarity with Kid Rock. Yes, I am definitely familiar with Kid Rock. Not just from doing this show, because we have covered um, Early Morning Stone Pimp. Yes. Um, we covered that one um, already. But... Um, it's more than that. It's more than that. Like, this... like. Scribble. I don't know what you you've done. Like you've opened up like fucking Pandora's box here. Like this, I love this. Like <laughs> so, like I was like so excited to do this album. Um, and like this is great. Like this is, like you know, you know, you may not know, but like I grew up in like rural Canada, and um, you know, so we were pretty, you know, rednecky. So this was definitely um, heavily loved. This was heavily played. Like that's that's why I, when I hear Kid Rock, I think summer. I think um, like you know, getting ready to like go hang out with the girls, to go to like the bar, to to go, I don't know, to the country fair, like that kind of thing. Like it just has that kind of energy to it. Um, yeah, like and I. I like vividly remember like like where I was in my house where I would listen to this like I would you know I would get ready to this kind of music and like this was like a lot of just like so much fun um like probably in like my older like in the older grades like you know grade 10 grade 11 or something like that I definitely um listened to a lot of his and like 
yeah. It, it was. It's just like fun. It's like it was made for me, uh, my white people, because you know it's made for like like country redneck rock people that listen to like rock music, um, and then this is like a little a little nudge of like hip hop as well. So it's like, and it's I don't know. It just feels like white enough for like all the rednecks. I don't know. It just works. So that's I guess who bought all these records. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty much uh, my familiar- familiarity with it. Fair enough. Uh, and yeah, we did do the early morning stone pimp, which I guess was my like first foray into where he comes from a bit. But like, I mean, I consider wedding music to be anything that taps into communal nostalgia. Anything that can make a whole room sing along. Would I and say to what this you at, will at my at my but wedding? If you maybe take a, not because we're but... like the same age. And if you take a bunch of people from where we come from, and I'm in the city too, like, and you I throw everybody together, of my friends, and you're at like to this at the rowdier wedding. part of the wedding, yeah, a little later on, yeah. everyone's a little faded, and you hear but this isn't like really like dancing. You hear this that like, like build up. My name is Kim. Or you hear, you hear that, and then everybody. Boy. That's it. Like, People will like start turning because there's a lot of danciness to, to this music. There's a lot of grooviness to it. Yeah. So you got either the turn up moshy side, depending on your crowd, or you got the groovy side. Mm-hmm. Either way, there's a kid rock hit that we all fucking know from like, if you're our age in this group. Because like, how yes. the hell could you not? Like, it was all over the radio. For a guy who claims, we'll get there, for a guy who claims that he was not going to care much for radio, he certainly dominated the radios of my high school Like, I remember putting on, like, Much Music or MTV and, uh, you know, watching the kid rock. Did you get real MTV? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got satellite when I was, like, 13 or something, you know. We finally connected, you know, we we made it. Um, I, I, you know, certainly remember the years of dial-up. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so I, I, what was the question? I don't even remember now. Um, Either way, it's bangers. It's good. It's, 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 good, it's just good that music. it's got like, like it was pop music in my opinion. Kid Rock. Oh, yeah, I just remember. Kid like, Rock is absolutely yes. a pop star of my high school era. So mm-hmm. all throughout high school, he's dropping hits. Um, I mean... I remember. Like, were you listening to like to him in like well, high school? Not later high school because he'd really stepped into country at that point a little bit more, like the Shell Crow song and stuff. Mm. Kind of, I put your picture. Is that him? Yeah, mm. uh, that, that was really not my favorite. But at the same time, Shell Crow was also quite popular at that time. Like <laughs> forever and cocky when they dropped were like wow, like just the idea of like cocky, like for real. When I hear those lyrics, they say I'm cocky, and I'm like, what? It ain't bragging about fuck if you back it up so i just try to back up everything in my life i just talk shit about stuff i can back up i very rarely on this channel will grandiosely say some shit that i literally cannot back up i mean i say some preposterous theories about the universe and stuff but when it comes to myself i try to stay within the realms of like what i can do because uh, kid rock said it ain't fracking motherfucker if you back it up and i'm like fair enough so it makes life simpler and yes there is a huge part of i guess my ethics that are governed by a kid rock lyric but it's a good one <laughs> it's the difference to me between confidence and arrogance i can come off arrogant but that's only if you're insecure um i did say that yes uh, but like 
Kid Rock was just everywhere. Like the stupid ass fucking music video with the, the the toilet paper and you never met a motherfucker quite like me. And then they edited it to you never met a mother mother. And you're just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> All that shit really bothered me. And I mean. And I, you know what else is interesting? So I was talking to Scribble a little bit before this review. And, it, and like, to be fair. I, I kind of call Kid Rock a bit of a sellout, and it isn't because of his musical choices. I mean, I'll, uh, the freaking the, the Sweet Home Alabama cover to me is one of the most sellout songs I've ever heard mm. in my life. Outside of that one, I gotta give it credit. Dude's always been fucking around with the countries and the hip hops, and, and he's always well, been. Well, he's true to himself he's, and where he's, he's from. He's also always been a loudmouth, grandiose dude. To be a sellout requires you to, like actually compromise the ethics and integrity of who you are to become something different for the sake of cash if you was just grandiose from the jump i guess you're not really selling out if you're grandiose with money that's just kind of living up to what you are fair enough i'm not going to touch the racism shit um a lot of people feel like I was like, man, like, I mean, so check it. I just talked about Takashi 6 9 and now Kid Rock back to back in terms of my shh, pissing off everybody who subscribes to this channel. But no, I don't know enough about the dude, but I can say that if the guy, I can see why a lot of people might think he's racist. I can see a lot of why a lot of people might think he's a vulture. I personally don't know enough about his history to go either yeah. way on it. I just think that sometimes this shit comes off different and if it really is about his politics of the modern era or because he's currently super Republican, I don't I know. I know he's if, like he likes Trump, I think. Like right? stupid but... like I am not a fan of Kid Rock's twenty twenty politics personally. That's just my fair enough. But like I don't know enough of that I've ever heard him particularly say anything overtly racist except that time he dropped the M-bomb on that one track. But is that racist? I don't know. It's it's a convoluted That's era to go back to 98, to go back to this time with my 2020-ass lens and to make judgments about things I don't fully understand the history of. Okay. So I could make... I just wanted to touch on that because I feel like with a character like Kid Rock... On a channel well, like this, like, it's know. worth like addressing that I'm aware of the reservations people may have, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I'm I'm going back and forth a lot on the man versus the music kind of thing because Takashi Six Nine's last tune's a banger. It's just a real banger, <laughs> and the guy himself is like the Jeff Bezos of scummery, and I really do think that like Takashi Six Nine is scummy as a human being but he's really good at what he does. So, like, I don't know where it drives. Even if Kid Rock is the worst, does that make this album less good? Does that make, like, 20 years of... Bo- and I, these are just questions I ask myself. So if you have thoughts on this... Well, I mean, I mean, if we're going to get into that, it's like, you know, why can't... You know, I, I feel like I, I'm not supposed to watch Woody Allen movies anymore, you know? And, like, that's kind of the same thing. It's well, like, do you separate the crime ju- that's from That's if you're the judging art. R. Kelly. That's, Same thing. No, sure. No. If you if, love R. Kelly, if, if you you're love ju- Michael Jackson and you believe all that stuff about him and, you know, like, do you, what do you do? You know, do you separate the music from the man or do you just stop playing it like as a protest? You know, like, I don't know. I mean, I think with guys like Woody Allen and R. Kelly, the thing for me is that they fucked around with kids and shit. Well, Michael and, Jackson, too. 
allegedly never proven. Well, there was that you know documentary that came out after the his guy death who fucked Britney Spears and broke like, up Justin. So the guy who fucked Britney Spears and broke up the Justin Timberlake, the guy who is responsible literally for Crimea River, who has a history of lying, made a documentary, and everybody like I'm not gonna say Michael Jackson yeah. didn't do it. I'm going to say that guy is full of shit a lot in history. And so because he did it doesn't actually add credibility to the current story. I think more people should have looked into who made the documentary before judging Michael. I never watched it. I never will. I think it's propaganda. I couldn't care less. Guy's dead. It's over. Um, But should it come out that he diddled kids, I think that it would be really easy for me to continue to not listen to his music because i'll be honest with you i just don't even listen to michael jackson's music today but on an ethical level i mean r kelly's actively being a shithead and didn't learn better kind of thing you know you never saw the remorse like there's so many ways to look at this and i know this isn't really the point of a kid rock album review but it is like i don't think kid rock is anywhere on that spectrum so far past it to the point where all of his art becomes invalidated the way some of the more heinous creatures of history are yeah at worst he's a culture vulture with a bit of like modern racist tendencies okay i'm a white dude and i say some ignorant shit a lot i don't like i'm not gonna judge him for that i will not necessarily support him i don't know as a man but i think that like like, you know, again, this is based off of, like, my, um, what I've seen and my experiences growing up. And, uh, you know, like, if he had been um, a racist, uh, you know, if he'd been brought up that way, because unfortunately, um, that's how a lot of people in, um, you know, rural era- areas are brought up. It's called the country, yo. Yeah, like, the country. It's like, they, a lot of people, you know, just aren't exposed to other cultures and just think the worst and just th- base things off of TV. You know, obviously not, you know, not necessarily so much, like, the next generation, like, you know, the, the younger people, but, um, you know, a lot of the older people still have, you know, a lot of racism uh, mm-hmm. in their values yeah. and kind of pass that on. Yes, So, kid. like, but obviously he, you know, he grew up in that kind of place and, you know, trailer park and wasn't, you know, so well off and da-da-da-da-da. And, you know, same sort of situation. But hopefully, you know, him going to Hollywood and his fame and everything and him being able to tour the world but even, opened his eyes. But even before then, right, right, he was with a black girl, mm-hmm. had a half-black kid, yep. um, took another, like, the, she had a kid with another guy, yep. raised that kid. Um he may have used the flag at one point, but then again, so did Andre 3000 in the Miss Jackson video because in the late 90s and shit, I guess people it thought cool. the flag was cool or Southern or something or very country. And it wasn't until later on that people really were upset about it. So I think that Kid Rock is... A, and here's the thing. If y'all in the comments can give me really great evidences that he is like empirically a racist and fuck this guy, I'm super like happy and open-minded enough to like reconsider it all. But I haven't seen enough to go fuck this guy enough not to talk about his album. I guess that's where I'm at with him. And I haven't listened to his new music, so I don't know that he abandoned hip-hop. I know that 
a lot of his country singles really don't interest me as a human. Yeah, I don't know what the last new song of his that I've heard, but I mean, it's been a while. All I know is that in that freaking uh, Leonard Skinner cover, he like rhymed words with themselves. It was like the laziest rhyme I'd ever heard. Yeah, and sometimes I'm like, his rhyme Come on, Kid aren't. Rock, you're supposed to be a, a rapper. Or maybe I was just wrong. Maybe he was always a country star, but back then he used really <laughs> anyway. Let's get into it because yep. I could go on all day about this. Title is called Devil Without a Cause. Yeah. I did not understand that title when I was young. I feel like I'm going to hold off on discussing the title until we get to the track because it's kind of relevant, all of my feelings. They didn't make the title when I first, at this point, before I got to the track, I was like, yeah, he's a rowdy country boy. But then you realize what the title means. And I'm like, oh, so yeah, you are a rowdy country boy, but it's also a little shots fired. So we'll get to that later on. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this came out, um, I don't think I mentioned it, August 18th, 1998. So really like a good timing because <clears throat> it's uh, it sets it off for, you know, kind of like the end of summers for like the, you know, any parties or whatever. And also like right before going back to school. So that, you know, all the kids will be, like, playing it and listening to it and sharing it and whatever else. So, I mean, it was a good move on his part, which is interesting. I wanted to bring that bring that up because, I mean, I graduated high school in 2005. You did as well. Um, and, like, we were listening to it in, like, 2004, 2005, and it only well, came out in 1998. I, so, I would say that it's because he was such a relevant star. But I wasn't listening to the whole album. I was listening to Bawa Taba, American Badass, and forever. God Only Knows. Cocky. Like, there was a slew... Fuck oh, off. Off of, no, off of this album? Off of this album. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, there was a slew of Kid Rock mm-hmm. bangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in 2004, we would have listened to more of the greatest hits catalog rather than the whole album is what I'm saying. I guess so, yeah. Because, like, when you asked earlier, and I don't think I answered it when I started listening to Kid Rock, I just have vivid... And you guys may have seen him because he's been on the channel. As Mike Sinceras has been here a couple of times. Little Greek dude. Uh, he's very small. You don't know him. <laughs> it's very small. Put him in my pocket. Um, but he, he was, uh, he's the guy who introduced me to Kid Rock and I just have vivid memories of like American badass and walking at grade six nice. in elementary school. And then I had to look up when that came out cause I thought it was on this album. It came out later. It was on an album after this. Like it was like the individual thing for like uh, a greatest kids album or something. Anyway, so like he just had this energy that I think captured wrestling obsessed prepubescent boys as well. And that's when Kid Rock really had a lot of us, too. So you really tapped into it. Like, back when you were listening to the Offsprings Americana, you also had some yeah. Kid Rock on there to throw in with your Linkin Park and Slipknot. Yeah, makes sense. And then a couple years later, it was the used in My Chemical Romance as we got into yes. Heartbreak with Ladies. Thank God I skipped that. Um, anyway, so for the cover of this project, you got him all redded out like he's at a red light district. What it is made me think of, you know, Sikar, kind of like the devil. Blunt. He's a little devilish. Kid Rock. Looks like he's about to uh, With pimp. his little fedora. He's going to pimp some hoes right here. And his little braided hairdo. That's what's up. I mean. With some cultural appropriation, probably. I don't know that I like the cover per se, but I've seen it for like 20 years. So it's kind of just like a thing that represents these songs and has no real, it's a very neutral cover to me. And he's smoking his cigar and he's like trying to be like a badass pimp, you know, he's kind of like that. That's what it is. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it looks like, um, like he's standing in front of like a venue that 
he's playing at because his name looks like it's on like the marquee. You know, it kind of looks like that behind him. So, uh, I don't know. It's all right. I mean, it's it's a fine cover, but I mean, it obviously it stands out. Again, same thing. Like it, it's it's um, it means something to me because I've been seeing it for, you know, 20 years, but um, not that not that long. Um, but um, yeah. That's it. All right, we're going to get into it and we're going to start off with Bawa Taba. Yeah. So I was really thinking about it this week as I was listening to this Kid Rock album. And I was going, Bawit the Ba may be one of the best album openers. So good. So good. Like, it might hit my top 10 best album openers I ever heard. Because I, like, you know, when you hear the song, like, you don't necessarily think about it in the context of starting an album. And then you mm-hmm. hear it. And I was looking. It is a minute and 16 seconds or so before that drum kick kicks in, right? Yep. So you just have just that, like, just, just you know just what it is. Just energy building. Now, what you don't know when you're a young-ass white boy from the city or, or from the country, I suppose. Or girl, yeah. Is that this is actually from Busy B versus uh, Cool Modi's, uh, or sorry, basically it's from some old school rap shit. Anyway, uh, so that's cool. It's like really shouting back to uh, so making cash money from Busy B. So as I believe the track, that's what Genius told me. So and so it's basically like shouting out to a 1982 hip hop track. Hmm. And so at like a political level, I think it's such an interesting choice we should, we should listen to them to i don't know that i want to review a 1982 hip-hop album to be honest i mean maybe right. it's gotta maybe. happen we need to know we need May- to know maybe what inspired this let's get through song. all of the great shit from like 86 to 2020 first and then we can <laughs> tell me about 82 i'm just not that into the older music in general across all genres as she can attest to like beyond like 87 it starts getting like not as good for me um not to say i can't appreciate it only since you were born and on that's right i'm an egotist what the fuck can i say (laughs) uh so anyway it builds up and it's got this like i mean and i imagine kid rock is facing some level of criticisms at this point given the title of this album so uh the fact that he comes in with this hard rock, new metal as fuck sounding shit that's basically citing classic hip hop, and like the like as like a source to just come through. It's just, it's so interesting, mm-hmm. right? Like it's such an intel. It's almost it's almost a troll, and it's well done. Anyway, so as it's it's just building that thing, you get the classic. My name is Kid, and I'm like, you, I think you can hold it. I don't know, but like he just keeps running it, and like I, I mean, I could do it, but it would be obnoxious for you to listen yeah, you to me say that for a while. We're not professional. And then well, he, I'm not. he just jumps through, and then the whole song just starts. You can just picture the fireworks. You can just picture yes. it, right? And yes. then everybody it makes starts you doing go to like a Kid Rock concert in like the, the new metal of the summer, jump like dance thing. Concert. Where like it's kind of hip hoppy meets moshy, where it's like. Now that, have like that, that may be a mosh you may find me in if but ever anyway, there was a mosh that so, i would be in anyway so he has like the new metal dance is how i'm picturing it and then i don't know the song flows through and i'm gonna talk for a minute but i just i just had to express how like epic this is oh. now i'm sorry but if i'm getting married 
I want to come down the aisle to something like this. Like, fucking hero coming to, like, do the marriage thing, right? Boo! It's a boo! Like, just fucking mosh my way down. That sounds way better than, like, the fucking I mean, organized. If you're Kid Rock, then you'd be like, my name is. And, like, you just. Well, I would change it to, my name is. Ha. I think I wouldn't. Of course I would. Yeah, okay. I talk at a camera like this. Yeah. I'm clearly into that type of life, we'll okay. call it. I All mean, right. don't, don't get me wrong. If I had the ability to wear the shiny shit like that, I'm working towards getting the flatter body so that I can bounce around on a stage with no shirt on like, kid, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, how do you feel about this track? No, finish up. I mean, then the song starts. This is for the questions that don't have any answer. What questions? It's very vague. He does not give any details. The Midnight Glancers and the Topless Dancers. That's right. None of that is questions, but I guess it's this context he's painting mm -hmm. towards his world and his life. Correct. All right. Yeah. The can of freaks cars park with speakers, the G's in the 40s, and the chicks with beepers. That's right, because it's none the of, 90s. None of this has any questions with an answer. Um Apparently, it's don't have any answers. This is where the questions don't have any answers. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I just don't get it. Like, What do you mean? Sometimes you ask questions and there's just no answer to it. You can't give an answer. There's nothing that's good enough. But none of this is questions. It's just. It doesn't, have, it doesn't matter that these aren't questions. He's just saying, this is what this is for. And then he continues telling you what else is going on. Yeah. It, there's no connection to this on the first line. There's just none. It's just random. No, that's right. Correct. And then the northern lights and the southern comforts, and it don't even matter if your veins are punctured. Fair enough. I'll give it to so him. Alcohol and needles. I like that. You get put out into this situation, and you can argue northern lights is weed. So uh, mm. weed, southern comfort, and then adding true, in some true, shit true. like that. Um, I know northern lights existed back then as a strain. Uh, although it's still a strain today. It's one of those ones that survived decades. And I like the fact that he also throws in crackheads and everybody and then, like, the methadone clinics. Like, he is flat out, like, for the degenerate drug users. And I'm not saying this with any kind of judgment or anything. I'm just saying, like, like with my whole point is it's just so fucking random, this verse. And I think that was part of always, like... But I think he's also saying, like, what he sees. Like, that's, like, you know, his... Maybe he just is surrounded by a lot of drug addicts and that's just his experience. Fair and enough. Like drugs are just normal for him, and it like just methadone clinics. It feels and like so all that. profound, and it feels so anthemic, and it totally feels like I might not be the direct target for who he's coming for in this anthemic feel of it. And I'm not even like saying anything like I don't think this song is quite epic or enjoyable, right? Because it's got this swag to the way he delivers every single lyric. It's just I don't think I ever really paid attention to what the fuck he said on any of his tracks, like before this like i never cared what the verses to bow it to bow were. you didn't need that you were too busy jumping up and down and freaking the fuck out about the crazy vibe to it and then the verse would kick in and you'd be like okay this is for a topless dance you know just words would like kind of poke in through here and there and you're like okay okay don't get me wrong this song is like incredible like i I would absolutely call this an essential for a good time. Like I'm, yeah. I don't know a lot of people. This has been on like my my probably my very first MP3 player. It's been on mixed CDs that I've made. Um, it's been I'm it it was already hearted. I already like this song. I already listened to it. It's already on like my main playlists. 
um, on Spotify. So this is just like, an, you know, it's just a song that's a part of my life. I completely get that. Yeah. I mean, as the verses go on, it does paint a context. And I guess in that sense, he, it, I just didn't like the first lyric, okay? It was just the first lyric. And then how the rest of it is just a series of uh, statements related to the context he sees and the degenerate world that he's in. And it flows through, you know, the bastards at the IRS, the crooked crops and the cluttered desks, shots of Jack and the caps of meth, you know? And I feel like there is a shit ton of people who can relate to this directly. Like he is, he is basically anthemically shouting out a group of people that are typically shamed all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't want to come off too political, but I do think Donald Trump went after the exact same market and won. Uh, yeah. All the hookers that are tricking out in Hollywood and from my hoods of the world miss So maybe Donald Trump went after Kid Rock and his people. Like he just baited them as opposed to well, the other way around. I mean, Michigan was a big, <laughs> important anyway, state, right? I said it's all good and it's all fun. Now get in the pit and try to love someone. And then like just the way it just... And then it just breaks in and it's like fucking explodes. Second verse is fine. He just kind of, I guess drops more references and whatnot and it's like it's one of those tracks where i guess as you were describing it it's kind of the point it's not really about thinking it's not really about philosophizing about nope he's not trying to say anything profound here it's really just that energy it's about mashing about and and just wrapping it and i i like it a lot i think the energy truly is dope i think this song was built for a wwf not yet e introduction for any good wrestler i don't know if anybody used it but it's pretty dope um and it's just amazing seeing uncle cracker in the written by credits of all the songs because it's like i forgot and I think he, about he uncle produced cracker. some of them too right um this one was produced by john travis and kid rock and it seemed like the whole album had those two as the production credits uh, okay. although i'm not a thousand percent sure uh the music video for this is fine it's in, it's Kid Rock being Kid Rock with no shirt on in a lot of places. And I like, understand who he, I understand who he was going for. This all makes sense when you look at it. This guy actually had chicks show up to his show, unlike a lot of people. Like there are people who it's straight dudes for days in the crowd. And like since day one, since I saw what he looked like, I was like, is he hot? Like, <laughs> is he dirty hot? Yeah. I, I mean, like, he's, he's, he's trashy. Like, he's like trashy hot, and like, uh, not the kind of guys I would necessarily be interested in, but I mean, I suppose he's attractive for, you know, drunk country girls, so yeah. But anyway, it's just the overall power of this beat, like, just the way it slams, the like, it just feels like new metal y, it feels hip hop, it feels all the good things 12, 13 year old me could ever want out of life rolled into one track and telling you listening to half that song maybe i didn't know about the drugs but a lot of kid rock's life is really interesting to a 13 year old boy when you listen to that stuff so i'm trying to say five on five this sounds a banger absolutely so um yeah i mean i've been listening to this song you know like i said uh for many years since at least 2003 and or 2004 something like that um and like i love it i didn't need to look at the lyrics i know all the lyrics maybe unlike you who don't doesn't like i know like all like the verses like i know everything and um so yeah i i mean this was really 
pretty easy for me. Um, this is just like you were saying, just an <laughs> incredible introduction. It's so good. Um, so, Bonnie's review. I know it better than you. I'm not going to give insight except to say I know the song better than you. Yeah. I'm part of it. <laughs> Finally, I've got one that I know. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, but it's 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 just so, so good. So we have, like, just an incredible intro, just like what you were saying. Like, it's, like, I mean, I've never listened to, like, the album as, like, a whole. So, um, but, like, you know, singularly, it's great. And then when you listen to it, like, as, like, the start of the album, you're like, holy shit. Like, so good. Like, it's just, you know, you kind of know, like, if this is the beginning, like, you're going to get awesomeness on this album for sure. Um... Yeah, and it's just so fierce. It's wild. It brings so much power and energy and wildness to it. I love it so much. Um, I love, like, the bass that's behind it. It's just so perfect. Like, this is a perfect song. Um, you know, I may be biased, but, you know, but I definitely love it. Um, and, like, I cannot not scream the song um, out when I hear it. Like, the, you know, white redneck girl that I am. And, um, yeah, it's it definitely has, like, enough, like, uh, aggressiveness to it uh and kind of like that rebel yell to it um and it makes you like rock out um i love i love like the way that it's mixed like the overall like sound of it like it has you know band instruments like you know it's got the guitar it's got the drums like it has that kind of band feeling while at the same time you're kind of getting like the scratching like the like you know kind of some of like the djing kind of feel but you're also getting like these interesting mixes and like the beat so you're getting like layers of, of like different sounds and different creativeness in it and i think that that's really really cool and like sort of like the digitalizing of like certain parts of like his vocals the way that he says things like it's it's just really interesting like there's a lot going on in this song if you listen to it and like you know pick out every part of it that's of what's going on so i think it's really cool and i think it's really just like the best blend of like country rap and rock like all into like one sort of like new creation like there wasn't really anything else that sounded like this um you know and i don't know if there necessarily ever will be you know like kid rock is definitely like his own kind of guy and i think that he's a lot of fun um i, I really just can't give this song enough while, while i was while i was reading this this album was definitely cited as being the inception of modern country rap so there's there's got to be shit that sounds exactly like kid rock right now yeah maybe i just don't know maybe he's just like the best but like this is like a perfect song like from the first like the first note until the last note like the whole thing is like beautiful i love it um it really is like i <laughs> I, it's one of those songs where, like, while at first glance the lyrics are whatever, I mean, that one line kind of didn't sit right with me, but the more you think about it, the more you look at the vibe, the more you picture, who, like, where he comes from, the world that he's in, it really is an anthem. And it's an anthem. It's just also the live show's nuts. Like, all of yeah. this song hits every element. Yeah, this is absolutely, like, a five-on-five, five, like... You know, if you didn't know what you were going to get, uh, he's basically like, well, here the fuck it is, and you better be ready for it. Um, like, he just doesn't hold back. Almost I love like, this song. So almost great. like, you could say he's a cowboy. cowboy. So, <clears throat> when we started doing this channel, a lot of people accused me and my grandiose arrogant ass, because back then I was a little arrogant, um, 
of like you know not knowing what i was talking about and insinuating i should stay in my own lane mm-hmm. and talk about that. country music that's right to which i'm like wait what allow me to be real clear if y'all think that i pissed off anybody talking about hip-hop ignorantly the country people would pull guns on me <laughs> for how fucking bad i would talk about country music because i am a city boy born and raised in montreal which is kind of like saying i'm born and raised in new york or somewhere like that not that far from new york so yeah pretty close to new york that is what i'm trying to say is when it comes to country (laughs) it's like none of it man i don't know any of the hits i know shania twain because she's canadian and i understand her to be like a pop star in country not so much a country star um, so like i look at it like i don't know anything about country but you know what i just don't really like country much country is one of the slowest musics ever to me it's just this slowy twangy and yeah there are upbeat country tunes they're still kind of slow to me they're still tapping into chord patterns and progressions i'm super not into and all that to say i admire what this song is artistically like i really really think it's an impressive track that comes with this really great like as kid rock wanted to leonard skinner meets run dmc is what he was going for and i like the run dmc side i appreciate what he does with this shit but man i the beat is just not good to my ears <laughs> so i appreciate that it's actually well made so i don't want to in, insult the but gosh it's just so fucking bad to me to listen to this <laughs> and he's like well i'm packing up my gain and on my head out ways real women come equipped with scripts and fake and i'm like fair enough find a nest in the hills chill like flint fair enough because he's gonna go live like he is there down there that's cool I mean, it, now that I know what Flint is, right? Because mm-hmm. I know what Flint was until the water situation. Yeah, I think so, that's when everybody <clears throat> heard about it. And then, you know, buy an old drop top, find to spot to pimp. And I'm a kid, rock it up and down your block. With the bottle, scotch and scratch, scotch Yeah, so anyway, Bonnie's been doing that. It's just, so it's all good. He's kind of painting out his desire to basically, from what I'm taking from this is, yo, I guess Detroit's been fun this whole life's been fun i'm gonna go be a cowboy and then go do that so really i just had one question though he goes in all seriousness and goes start an escort service for all the right reasons and i'm like what are the wrong reasons like what are the reasons here in question what so, i can tell you both which one do you want to know the wrong reasons or the right reasons? what are the right reasons for escorting well the right reasons i'm just putting myself in kid rock's shoes here in his you know um uh the girls definitely the free sex and or blowjobs and all of that kind but of do stuff. you fuck your hoes if you're a pimp yeah i'm gonna say yes but they're uh, fucking all the dudes well you save the good ones for yourself but then they're not like i don't know i'm just saying free sex probably i thought that money See, see, I would pimp. take it like the, money. the right reason is not the sex, because that's the like the glory of being a pimp ass. Because like that's like tapping into your own supply, right? Like, and you're not supposed to get high on your own supply. I feel like 
pimps probably definitely like have sex with girls willingly or not. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that like you wouldn't do it, but like I'm that saying power that, that it kind of gives. I you just get the feeling that, that you get from it, I guess. Like, what are the right and wrong reasons? I the suppose. wrong reasons are all the bad things. The jail, the illegalness of it. Nobody starts an escort service to go to jail. That's not anybody's goal. That's not a reason to yeah. start an escort service. You can go to jail much quicker if you need to. So what I'm saying is, what are the wrong reasons? Like, are you, is like a wrong reason like to start an escort service to um, trap men and extort them? Like, I don't know what these all sound like. Good reasons in the right context. I can think of lots of good reasons to start. Because honestly, prostitution should just be damn well legalized and like it's whack that it's criminalized and like let those girls pay their taxes and let them get like ta- like registration numbers to be escorts and, and then protect you know, it nice, off. Nice brothels. And here's what's up. Um, unfortunately, pimping has a lot of aspects to it that I'm not comfortable with as a person. Well, pimping as a person. is more like when I think of pimping, I think of like but let's say escort a girl m- being like a little bit more controlled. Let's say escort management would be like a yeah. better because if you're going to call it escort management and treat the girls like employees, I'm more OK with that level of pimping. But then again, y'all might be looking at me and going, Holden, you'd make a terrible pimp. And I'd say, how the fuck would you know if I make a good pimp or not? Obviously, I'm not going to say shit like that on camera in front of my girlfriend. Come on, people. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, bring them in and twist it. But like, here's okay. the thing. It's just. What are the wrong reasons? That's I would just like to know. That's what I'm trying to say. When you get the handcuffs on you, not in a sexy way, um, then that's probably the wrong reason, whatever you were doing. No, but that's the consequence. That's not why you start doing something. That's the consequences of it. Nobody, again, nobody starts doing something for the bad consequences that come from it. Like, nobody becomes a drug addict. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Anyway, and then, okay, chorus. And then next verse, and I'm like, it's fine. There's nothing else in here for me, really. It's like, um, I do like when he's like, seen a Slimmy in a vet rolled down my glass and said, yeah, this dick fits right in your ass. No kidding. Gunslinging and spurs hitting the floor. Call me Haas on the boss with the sauces and the horse. Mm -hmm. I'm basically, I enjoy it because... He's got that energy of it. It feels like DX era WWF rolled into a song. Um, my only words of women are just suck my dick, you know? I'm flicking my bick up and down the coast. Keep on trucking to the fond ocean because I'm a cowboy, babe. Whatever. Um, I understand that this song is good, but I don't like it. So I give it a 4.15. Oh, my heart, my soul. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, basically the same, um, as the previous song applies to this one. Uh, I've been listening to this one just as long. Um, and I feel just as passionately, um, as, you know, on this one as I do. Um, you know, again, this one was also plays into my teenage years by being featured in, um, one of my, you know, favorite and pretty popular, I'm guessing, um, teenage girl you know chick flick movies uh coyote ugly it's in that and you know all the girls were we were all dressing like hoes pretending like we could dance around on bars like that and you know what girl hasn't tried to do that or i don't know at least i have i don't know <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's just like wild um and again i know like all of the lyrics pretty much um so yeah i mean this is 
Yeah, and I think that's also like one of like the like something that plays into this song being a hit is that um, people are able to sing along to it. They know the lyrics. They're not complicated lyrics. They're easy enough for people to say. White people can relate to them. You know, we know we can it's like this is our our chance to rap because we can keep up with this white boy. And <laughs> like, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I feel like that's kind of part of it. And like, you know, maybe country people relate to it because of the countryside of it. Yeah, but they relate to him. But like, I don't like think dirty... it's white people going, oh, I can keep up. Well, not quite like that, but like. Like, I know guys that look just like him to this day. Still have that long, greasy, blonde hair, skinny-ass white guys, wear their jeans low with a, you know, wife-beater tank top like that, you know. Yeah, I just know guys that look like that. And, I mean, that's this, that's why, like, they relate, you know. Um, so, anyways. Oh, and, like, the music video. It, it's sort of, like just him being rowdy and like a little bit kind of playing into like Dukes of Hazard kind of scenarios. Like there's like some trouble a brewing and you know, there's like a cop car chase and, um, and like a Trans Am. So it definitely made me think of like, you know, the good old Duke brothers. Um, so that's what kind of, you know, again, pulling into that country, you know, people who love uh, Dukes of Hazards. I mean, then that was like a hit at that time, you know, there was like that, redo with jessica simpson or whatever so yeah um there's that so yeah and i like that there's sort of like this sort of wild western kind of country feeling to it as well i like that it just kind of feels fun um and like he's just so cocky and he like doesn't give a fuck and like you know he knows he gets the ladies and he, you know this is for that and he's just loving like this badass pimping redneck life in the city and he's bringing it and he's bringing country to the city and he's a cowboy baby you know and he's kind of like he definitely stands out as being different in probably you know hollywood but i mean there's lots of weirdos in hollywood so <laughs> everybody stands out there but he definitely probably stands out a little bit more maybe um he kind of you know talks about that he's you know tries to stay away from the cops that you know so he's he's obviously up to no good he's doing something if he's trying to hide and and also this also plays into like something that i love um is that sort of like halfway through or like two-thirds through the song there's like um like a mini kick-ass drum solo um you know which definitely like you i can't not do the air drums when i'm listening to it um, like I just love it so much and like I've always kind of had like a, a desire to be a drummer so um, there's that so like that's just like so much fun I love this whole beat um, yeah it's just I love everything about this one it's so hype it has such energy it's like wild sounding um, and yeah and he's just like a Hollywood cowboy and that's sort of like you know we'll you know we're gonna talk about it you know, on the next song, but like, just kind of like James Dean was in, um, The Devil Without a Cause. So, which was the movie that, you know, he was in, you know, in like the fifties, um, you know, and obviously was, you know, or may have been the inspiration for, uh, the, the album name or whatever. But anyways, I'm loving it. Love it. Love, 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 love. It's fantastic. It's so good. Five on five. All right. Well, why don't we talk about the title track? devil without a cause so back in the day i didn't know what a nation of islam was yeah right that that was not things i understood words like five percenter didn't mean anything to me 
So I'm sitting here listening, and you hear him coming through. You knew that I was coming because you heard my name, but you don't know my game. You never felt my pain. Now, don't get me wrong. Unlike Cowboy, this act this taps right back into, like, young me, new metal grandiosity, that epic builds up. Like, this is way more my cup of tea. You know, you can't read my brain, but you read my lips and got scared when you heard I was coming with hits. You know, in a sense, it's pretty hip-hop at this point. Um, Y'all are jealous of my talents, and I am here coming through. You fear me, the MC. That's typical shit. It's all good. Don't even trip, but a man instead give thanks in my lab when I should be dead. I'm like, weird twist on it. People are mad at him, and he's going, y'all should be thankful I made it out out and i'm okay to which fair enough that actually is a really good point we are obsessed with being jealous and hating towards people who are more successful than us the toxicity of modern day twitter is proof to the pudding in that situation i'm in the red because my mind's distorting people claiming that they know me but they only know portion fair enough he's gonna go on through and he's like fucking coming and fuck all the people that didn't believe in him you know like some uncut dope motherfucker kid rocks to blame same game same name ain't a damn thing changed and you know what considering the last two albums we listened to because we did listen this is pretty similar to early morning stone pimp and sound it is a little more pop and mastered you can absolutely tell major label studio engineers mastered this shit I'm talking mastering. We're not at the mix level. This shit is coming off fucking. Somebody put some money behind this. Fair enough. So no sellout. I ain't no how Fuck the radio. <laughs> like, <laughs> look, I'm not gonna call him a sellout. I am absolutely gonna call him a radio hoe. Kid Rock is a radio <laughs> hoe as far as I'm concerned. This is funny to me. It is hilarious because he might be coming from that R O M E O. But he turned into some shit that I... My parents were listening to Kid Rock on the radio. In the car. Like, that's how radio he got. Yep. He clearly wanted to be on radio a couple of albums later. I'm not hating him for it. I'm not even saying that makes him a sellout. I'm saying that the fuck the radio is kind of a funny line. Anyway, watch me throw like a fist of rage. Self-made and paid. Sawed off 12 gauges. Whatever, whatever. I like how he brings up the Great Lakes because it's true. Detroit and Canada share that. Yep. Um, he's got seven years' experience. He's cool. Be cool. Keep pinking. Don't sleep. We'll roll deep into Lincoln. Listen, I had a Lincoln town car, and it basically got me laid when I shouldn't have been getting laid. Mm-hmm. So I respect the pimping power. My mom called it the pimp mobile. Oh, That's the power of a Lincoln. Anyways, flowing on a little bit, and what the fuck's going on in the D? Bunch of white boys pimping like the KID, and it's all good. I got love from my honkies. At first, I was like, he said honky. Nobody says honky. I like the word honky because it's so ridiculous. We were all thick, kick ass like donkeys. That's a not great line, Kid Rock. Kick ass like donkeys. Well, because they kick, but they're like an ass. It's like if my like <laughs> it's like if I had a nephew who was five and he wrote a bar, that would be the bar. Like I'm not saying this guy has like a fucking anybody, PhD or anything. Anybody fucks with you, I'm gonna mack him. Devil without a cause. And I'm like, oh shit, he means it like that. He means white devil, devil without a cause. Like he is taking on that James Dean rebel without a cause mentality. 
but he's a white boy in hip hop, so he's a devil. So he's a devil without a cause. Now I didn't notice that until he dropped. Oh, you like, mean like okay? Like a five percent or nation of Islam devil, because he's obviously getting criticized for cultural appropriations and shits and whatever, right? The reason I think I believe he at this point in his career is being attacked by five percenters and people who are like. Look at this devil coming into our culture. Look at this devil because oh, okay, that would okay. be the condemnation. Okay. So he's owning it. And look at that whole verse, like the way it starts up. Like y'all are afraid of this devil because this is before Eminem. Eminem hasn't come through. Right. Right? Eminem hasn't popped the Pandora's box of white <laughs> MCs. You think I'd be here if it wasn't for Kid Rock and Eminem? Of course not. Yeah. And that's true. There'd be no behind that suit if it wasn't for Kid Rock and Eminem showing me white boys can rhyme. Detroit did a lot for white boys learning how to rhyme, you'd yeah. say. ICP. There anyway. you go. Uh, so all I'm trying to say is he comes through and he drops that. And I'm like, that's like a fucking troll. That's, that's kind of what it is. But it's also like owning the criticism and being like, I hear what you're saying to me. And I hear what you're going to say. And in spite of that, even though I don't rap whatever, I'm without a cause, whatever. I'm going diamond is what it should be fucking saying. What a prophetic man. So many people talk about how they're going to do well on albums. Yep. So many people make statements. He said, I'm going platinum and 11 times it. I mean, yep. fucking Kid Rock, hey? Yeah. Anybody can say whatever about anything. On your fuck you song, if you're going to say I'm going platinum, you certainly have to go platinum in order to pull it off. Yep. And I mean... Like, that's not necessarily... That's not an easy thing to do. Even when selling albums was still a move, it was still hard to go diamond. So very, like, when you think about it, strong in yeah. hindsight. That is a lyric that aged pretty fucking well. Second verse, whatever, he's now basically upgraded his life. Um, he went from getting cheap sex to getting much respect from top record execs. Which is kind of an interesting point. He makes them a lot of money, and so now everything in his life now is fancier. Like he gets better hoes. One of my favorite lines is, uh, used to call me funny when my nose was fucking runny. Now my fucking bunny's getting fucking Matchbox 20 money. Yay. When he does this fucking, fucking, fucking bar scheme, which he does a couple of times, it's so petulant, but the way he does it works really well. And I think it's pretty funny because, I mean, Matchbox 20 um, was, like, pretty blowing up, like, around this time, too. And, um, yeah, I mean, they were definitely making money. So he's, like, saying, you know, I'm going to make it just like that. And I think it was more to the point where they were he's, more like boys, boys next door, kind of a little bit. Um, I don't remember. I don't even remember what they wrote. I can't like anything. Rob I, Thomas. I can't remember anything he wrote. Uh, unwell? Did they do unwell? I'm yeah. not crazy. I'm just the. No, 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 no. We can't yeah. sing it. We'll get clipped on copyright because okay. it's not trans. So Matchbox Twenty as unwell is a really cheesy '90s tune, and it effectively Bright taps into was nostalgia. Like my one of theirs. And therefore, that melody is an earworm that gets stuck in your head. I have reviewed it. It is not copyright infringement anymore. Um, it's true. By saying that, you dodge copyright. Learning about copyright law with holding in the middle of a Kid Rock album review. <laughs> Uh, I feel like it's cool when he kind of uh, just, just kind of flows out, like this, this grandiosity. It's just like all this is is dick wagging. This song is dick wagging. 
in the second verse i mean and it's fun it's almost like i made it you know yeah i got to where i gotta be and it's really it's just what it is you just picture him with his jacuzzis and his high class horrors instead of cheap horrors and just everything like he went from being the early morning stone pimp to like the really high class top end escort pimp yeah and then then all of a sudden Josie comes through and he's here's the thing man i have heard so many people quote this verse in my life it's definitely like if you have zero context um it definitely sounds like a child is singing about drugs and his dick and you're like what the fuck how old is this kid and then you have like people like i don't know when you're 12 like i am when this shit's dropping it's just whatever i mean every line call me joe c got more game than calico i mean i don't even know i don't even know what a calico was back then still fucking a bar i've heard a gajillion times in elementary and high school i'm a free co call me sick three foot nine with a ten foot dick <laughs> and like the call me sick part i think is like yeah he's like well he's sick but like he's also genuinely sick like he was very sick like he had to t- take something like 42 pills a day or something like that it was something ridiculous to yeah. like stay alive can we just say rest in peace to Josie? absolutely anyway and then you know the ladies pick i'm a crazy hick and rake through kind like a bum through wine yeah, which is a good line because he's basically a rake is a guy who fucks my house kind of like a, but he was like 17 18 when he wrote this song or when he was you know sang on this song or whatever he was he was an adult he was just like with kid rock at this point i don't remember how they came to be friends and all that i'm okay. certain there's or a maybe he story. was a little bit older maybe he was like 20 like he was he was like touring on stage with kid rock and he was part of like the whole thing yeah um Anyway, uh, it's my time, so I'm going to shine like glass. Old as piss, but small as ass. Watch me cash, smoke some hash. You're raking grass while I'm raking cash. High as voice, just like Aaron Neville, and I'm down with the devil. And I'm like, all right, the honky. Fair enough. And then we like to rock the party, but whatever. And then it just ends, and it's just like, look, it's just... It's one of those times somebody just balls to the walls, believed in themselves with absolute faith, and the end result was 11 times platinum. I mean, I don't know how to refute that. I think this song's pretty strong. I can't stand Josie's high-pitched voice, but the charm of what it brings, the everything, it really is this big fuck you to his haters. Yeah. While doubling down on who he is, while simultaneously capturing an entire new audience like it's like fuck you you trying to keep me out of the house i'm a devil without a cause and you know fucking do it anyways yeah. and go on to release a lot of music i proceeded to not like later on but this is really good and i give this a 4.5 nice yeah um it kind of starts off like churchy and kind of like gospely a little bit um and like this one is basically just about kid, who Kid Rock is and kind of what he's all about. And, you know, he's chill and he's pimping and, you know, people are acting like him. He's seeing that and, like, you know, he's, you know, blowing up on the charts and, you know, which is true and, like, you know, was true. And I think, uh, you know, he talks about, I don't know, I don't, I don't think he message, mentions it on this song, um, the fact that, um, Anyways, I'll talk about it later um, on the song that it's on. But anyways, um, so he was like a trailer park guy. And, you know, now he's just like, he blew up. He's incredibly successful. Um, and he's still going to be himself. He hasn't changed. 
he's, you know, he's just as like, you know, trailer trash as, you know, he ever was. And he's like, fuck you if you don't give a shit. Um, if you don't like it, like, you know, whatever. He's not about that. And, you know, he's, you know, this is his dream. And, you know, he did this on his own. And, you know, he made it come true. And like, you know, he's kind of like, yeah, like kind of like saying like, you know, screw you. Like, this is like what I did for myself and how I like, you know, took care of business and, you know, too bad for you. And um, so, you know, like the beat is more of rock on this one a little bit more. It's a little less intense than the previous two, but still good. Um, and it, you know, I think it still certainly has... Everything is more intense than Cowboy. <laughs> no. Uh, but, like, it still has, like, that kind of, like, beat that's going to, like, rile up guys, you know, and get them going. And, um, yeah, I mean, Josie on, like, the last verse, I mean, he's, you know, like I said, it just sounds like a child is singing and, you know... It's just, but he's got like, you know, funny rhymes and stuff like that. And, you know, he's just like the hype man. You know who he is and what he is like right away. You're like, okay, he's just kind of there to, to kind of like be like, yeah, he's the best. Dee, 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 dee. And I've got a big old dick. And, you know, it's just funny and, um, you know, rest in peace. And, um, yeah, for me, just not as exciting as the other two. Um, I give this one a 4.35 on 5. All right, so next up on this project is the first appearance of the track I Am The Bull God. All right, Bonnie, tell us how you feel about The Bull God. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have so much to say on this one. Um, apparently, this is like a tribute song uh, to Monster Magnet, who I have no idea who that is. Um, if you let me know if you guys do. Um, uh, this one definitely sounds more rock um i don't know some of the lyrics are sort of funny so i ask no questions and i tell no lies i got big old pupils with bloodshot eyes always on all, all the drugs and i'm i'm on the brink if you know what i mean and the 12-step program couldn't keep me clean because i'm the bull god you understand the illegitimate son of man the t-o-p to the d-o-g or the p-o-t to the g-o-d and i'm tripping and so it's just like kind of like that like there's nothing that's like you know outstanding in like what he's saying but the way he says it is like kind of fun and like the way he makes it work and you know some of the words that he uses like you know the illegitimate son of sam or sorry son of man um it just you know sounds kind of funny um yeah i don't know it's just like another one about like you know where he's like you know talking about how great he is and you know he's kind of cocky but i mean i feel like that's pretty obvious and like he doesn't give a shit and that's who he is you say, you say he's cocky, and I say why. It ain't bragging, motherfucker, if you back, back it up. up. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, it definitely has, like, a decent sound to it. It's, you know, a dirty rock kind of song, and he's the bull god, and that's pretty much it. Like, you know, it's good. It has good energy. Um, I give this one a 4.25 on 5. Watch the music video, and I don't know how to say this without demonetizing my video. So he's strung up on a particular substance that shares the same first letter as my name and is ingested with a pointy thing into your arm. <laughs> and he's lying in the bathroom with two hoes. As you do, Because hoes, I can say, and that's not as bad in the, the check boxes. But to describe the, the level of detail of his eyes, and he's just like spun out, man. He's just gone. Yeah. And I'm like, that's bold, right? Like... That's why it's not, like, so cocky to me. It's, like, that's kind of him. And then when 
you hear stories about drugs of Kid Rock because obviously I got a little curious after Scribble told me they were good drug stories and I mean he's backing it up is all I can say this dude with it went in this was who he is he's an over the life rock star yep. I mean and we can maybe even try to judge that now but like everybody wanted their rock stars to do drugs until very recently and only now with our like 2020 hindsight get it <laughs> uh do we do we like judge drugs a lot more but like man people just have the strangest understanding of music and drugs anyway this is like an ode to getting fucked up apparently i am the bull god is written as a tribute song to monster magnet uh his yeah. favorite group who i've never heard of oh, okay and the bull god is their like motif their symbol that appears on a bunch of their shit so i guess he went on tour with them and then he came through and you know who they are i don't know who they are no, that's what so, I said. so like, i've never heard of them but it's kind of an interesting like to pay like tribute to these guys that you like at that time and then to kind of i guess embody it what he loves about it is what i would imagine from that and you just get this and it's another energy song running through there's not a lot i can really comment on it because it's just you know you can't cap when the master sends to sit your ass on a four or four i blast you one because i'm so greasy you can call me mud and i feel a little hank running through my bloods i want to flood the world with my twisted thoughts you can fit all day but i can't be bought i'm gonna put this in the the level of it's just fine like it's yeah. that's not what i like about kid rock it's he, he his bars on this album are not like necessarily so far the most profound but the music his delivery the way he rides over this and then with the i am the bulga you know all of that like it just hits in such a way it just it just blasts it's just you just picture it you fucking feel the the, the chantiness of mm -hmm. it all of it is just the right mood and ambiance and it flows so proper so I kind of feel like everything but what he says is super interesting in his odes to getting completely wrecked and floating through the world. It's like, born and raised in the outer lands and at times you could say I'm out of hand. I'm in a band of gypsies. We're on the run every time that paper hits my tongue. So it's like, you know, again, wrecked on acid, I guess, yep. and floating around. And like, It's cool in the sense that it's another fun drug anthem. It's boring in the sense that none of those lyrics sh are going to go down as... Like, I won't remember anything in this song other than the hook. Or, but that's so good that that's all you really need in this track. Yeah. But the beat, the way he rides it, like, again, the delivery, the whole essence, energy of the track. Because there's a lot more than just the poetry that matter. Everything else makes this, like, a 4.5 to me. It's got such a good sound to it. I just couldn't care less about the lyrics in terms of what he's saying. And I feel like across the board on this album, I couldn't care less about what the fuck Kid Rock has to say to me. I love how Kid Rock says those shits to me. That's cool. Anyway, we can continue on as we are a roving gangsta. Raleigh! <laughs> Along the way, it clicked. Um, when you do some hard drugs, you're rolling. Yep. And then along the way, you hear him proceed to uh, do another action that I... It's like when you fold up a, a money bill and then you take a, a flowery-looking substance and perhaps it goes up the money into your body. Uh, and he does that right on the track. 
and then kind of flows into the rolling and stuff. So like you can see him kind of met. He explains why he's rolling. Yeah. That was my big allusion to Kid Rock doing cocaine on the middle of this track. Yep. Uh, what do you think of this one? Um, I mean, I like the beat on this one. Uh, and I feel like, like, okay, there's some lines on on this album that are interesting. Um, like, form like a blister, drink like a failure, rip like a twister right through the trailer. These lines fit the cowboy verse very well. So I feel like he does this a couple of times, like, just to take, like, bits from his, like, hit songs and kind of throw them into lesser songs or like his like like the exact same like rhythm or beat or something is like on them like there's something about it that like it definitely like made me think okay those lines could have been on cowboy um so it's interesting that he does that i guess sort of like to touch back on like his bigger bigger songs or the the ones that he assumed were going to blow up and they did um, and also kind of makes me think that, like, maybe his, like, rhyme scheme is a little bit, like, limited in his writing skills. They you know, like, you know, he's kind of, like, using, like, the same thing on, like, multiple but we, songs. But the, that's the thing is we heard him on the last album, in my opinion, being more versatile and interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this one definitely has some hits, but then, like, sort of, like, the ones that aren't hits kind of are, like, like, the... You can kind of tell they aren't hits. Like, I don't know. Like, that's at least in my opinion. Um, but, like, he, he has, like, an attitude and he does whatever the fuck he wants. Again, same sort of thing. And this one sort of definitely has, like, that 2000s like, kind of time um, rock vibe. So, like, it definitely feels a little bit, like, dated. Like, it kind of makes me think of that time. Um, and sort of, like, halfway through the song, you know, you do hear him, like doing what you said you know sniffing the things and you know he's a wild guy and he's like you know will you know stop his track to do it and prove it to you that he's doing this and that he's just as wild and doesn't give a fuck and you know which is interesting but yeah i mean whatever um <laughs> it's not bad this one but it's definitely not my favorite i, I give this one a 4.2 on five feels a little dated i mean the whole album is definitely i think a little bit of a time capsule of the ear like this sounds yeah. like the late 90s this sounds like that times when a lot of genre lines were being blended and i love that angle of it i think this song is alive and i like the fact that as it goes on it kind of evolves almost like the song in and of itself has the emotional context of his drug trip like you're starting off all focused and then yeah. you're rolling and then you get a little higher and then that it just kind of ends up being this like repetition at the end when you're just kind of lost and you're you're gone on the drugs at this point. There's no verse left. You just see me rolling. You got me rolling, searching underneath the sun. And that's all you can say because you just at that point in your mind. Yep. So I feel like the song truly captures the essence of that and kind of runs you through it. Um, the first verse is fine. Uh, the introduction's fine. Everything's tight from the loot to my friends. I ain't got time to tighten up loose ends. It's like some of them are just so basic it's just so basic anyway i've been that route too many times if i ain't stabbed in the back i ain't fighting no crime fair enough like again it's this is it's like it has like an integrity to him it's not i feel like he's consistent i don't feel like he comes off fake i feel like he comes off like a proper i'm just saying this is not like for the 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 lyrical miracle cats this is more of a white girl in the country that's there you more go. who it's for. And I didn't even really like it that much, so there you go. 
But anyway, uh, I wish for that which my heart holds near, but ain't nobody playing what I'm trying to hear. I've been saying for years that the fakes wouldn't last. You were jocking to bullshit, now you look like an ass. Fair enough. Get gas in your garage of sickness as I bring a little swing into your world of stiffness because I got plenty of rhymes to spill and got nothing more than time to kill. Form a blister, drink like a failure, rip like a twist. It's just like, it's fine. None of that's like whatever. He's coming through. He's legitimate. He's got power to him. Uh, I like when he said at 18, he had a hardcore attitude. And then follow that up. When I turned 19, I was touring with Ice Cube. It's true. I brought the old school where the rules don't bend and the beats don't end. No place to be. I gotta let those knuckles know who the fuck I be. I'm still that. I'm still rocking DPMC. Anyway. What he's trying to point out is, yo, he comes from an era where he is legitimate. And if you do look at his credentials and his history, he has a lot that can back it up. Like, it's pretty, like, not everybody can be like, I turned 18 as a young white boy from Detroit and ended up touring with Ice Cube. Like, how many people can actually pull that kind of shit up? Not many. So I guess it's kind of to attack the people who are attacking him aimlessly, which seems to be a big thing on him. He's got a chip on his shoulder on this album. Anyway, uh, in the next verse, he's dead as shit, but I ain't been killed. I kind of like that line because it's like basically he's dead inside. He's fucking wrecked. You just picture him like a high-waisted individual, but he's not been killed yet, so he keeps coming. So I'm a Mac. I'm a truck, but I'm Peter Bill. I'm a trucker, and my ego's large. I'm the K. So the I call me Sarge, and it's like whatever. The rest of the verse is fine. I don't have anything more to comment on the lyrics. He's just himself. And I feel like that's a lot of what this album's gonna bring to the table. Yeah. And that's fine. Uh, I gave this track overall a 4.5 because, again, there's a swag to his delivery, the way he's coming through. It's everything, again, but what he says I find really interesting. I love the alive nature of the track. All right. That's okay. Maybe y'all can make it sound like I'm just wasting some time. True. How do you feel about this one? Well, um, it definitely has like a, a catchy beat and flow. Um, I don't know, and, and I don't know. This song is nice. It, like, there's like some nice lines. Like again, nothing that's genius, but just like you know, things that flow well together. Um, and this is just sort of like the kind of perfect song for like sitting outside. Um, and like, you know, this summer on a nice warm day and just like chilling and drinking beer and, you know, like this is like trailer park music. Like this is like fun. Like you would just be rolling around, just having a nice time, doing what you do. And like, it's just fun. And, um, fuck it. I'm free to do what I please little lady. I was born at night, but not last night, baby. Um, I've been around, seen some things. I slept in dumpsters, got high with Kings. So, like, he's really just, like, taking life one day at a time, do, you know, doing, you know, whatever comes, however life happens, just kind of happens, and, you know, he's doing what he does, and, you know, he's not, a, he's no fool, because he's like, you know, I wasn't born yesterday, basically, he was, you know, he's saying, so he's not going to be taken advantage of by anyone, um... I don't know. And it's good. And like, you know, he's saying, you know, I've slept in dumpsters. I mean, maybe that's true. I suppose, you know, things happen. Uh, I'm sure there's a good story uh, for that. Um, And, you know, he's, you know, he gets high with kings. I don't know which king, um, but definitely 
apparently one of them. Um, and yeah, so I mean, it's fun and it's good and you know, it definitely does what it's supposed to do. Like I said, this is like for like smoking, drinking, just chilling, you know, sitting on like, it makes me think of, I mean, I'm sure, you know, anybody that's, you know, not, I'm sure everybody can visualize like that, those like fold out, stripey, sort of like garden chairs or whatever they are it just makes me think of those and um people just chilling and sitting on those and having a beer and doing what they do and it's just good and fun and you know I, I think that people would like this and i think that they probably did so i gave this a 4.35 on five all right i don't like this song at all <laughs> it, maybe not <laughs> it isn't it isn't the it isn't anything other than the sound i mean He's sampling fucking Fleetwood Mac, which is already not like a but good... But he even... I like... I mean, I like Fleetwood Mac, but, And I like the line I'm up camp, you them. can check my stats, and I'm rolling a Fleetwood, that's how I'm Mac. And I'm like... Great. Oh, boy. It's not... This is just not for me. This is like how I felt about Cowboy. For white they, people, again. We listen to Fleetwood this, Mac. No, there are more than one kind of fucking white people, okay? Maybe you country peoples are out there and you can generalize like that, but I'm white people. I don't fucking like Fleetwood Mac. I don't listen to fucking folky... Folk's pretty good. I don't listen to a lot of country. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And I heard this and it was like the lamest beat, in my opinion. It's slow. It's... And then you get to the chorus. I've been sitting here just wasting time. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is not my favorite. It's not, like, interesting to me. Drinking, smoking, thinking, trying to free my mind. There's nothing inherently wrong with it. It's a really good airy barbecue tune for a lot of people who love this shit. Yeah. I don't happen to quite love this shit. I... I listen to it a bunch and you know it's fine he rocks all the tracks so the world knows he loves all the girls and he smacks the hoes and he differentiates there's like a certain tier lady he loves and then his hoes they're the business that's right so that leads me to believe the right what reasons the right of reasons? escorting is not the sex it's the money life's Still a, a bitch reason. but he deals with it it's like fine it's fine i mean there's just very little in this track other than this aimlessness he's just when i say little in this track i mean for me to like comment on because he's just kind of chilling and doing drugs and coasting and being himself and living free and wasting time and it's just kind of what the song's about you know yep. third verse i ain't no rough guy ain't no tough guy don't get out much don't dress up fly i'm like dude you literally dress up fly i think he means like pretty fly for a white guy Upon in the game, that's all I am. Giving up my ducats to Uncle Sam. Fuck it, I'm free to do what I please, little lady. I was born at night, but not last night, baby. That's right. I'm like, okay, let's dissect that. So he's not a rough guy and he's not a tough guy. That kind of makes me feel like he's 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 a little sensitive and not very tough. He doesn't get out much. He doesn't dress up fly. So he stays home and he's not dressing up. Fair enough. Well, even when we saw him, you know, out and about in like, you know, I don't know, like award shows and stuff, he was still wearing like jeans and like a wife beater. You know, like it wasn't. Okay, fair enough. It wasn't like he had much to dress up, you know, or he just didn't give a shit. He's a pawn in the game. That's all he is. Now, Now we're getting an existential look at like. The futility and aimlessness of Kid Rock. I just picture him in all-American outfits all the time. Grandiose shit. 
I'm looking him up in on red carpet events. Yeah, he doesn't wear anything fancy. And then he's given paying his taxes, and then he can go do what he wants. He was born at night, so at night time he came out, but not last night. That's like a lot of lyrics to say fucking almost nothing. Like he didn't really say anything there. Yeah. But it sounds like it's just kind of aimless. It's kind of airy. It's light. And I think that's almost the point of it. It's like Kid Rock makes music that you really don't have to think to listen to. Like there's no thinking required. He just says a bunch of shit and it's done. And he's Kid Rock and he's going to let you know. And I'm just trying to figure out what he's going to let me know at any kind of real he's level. Kid Rock. But I feel like we're six tracks in and all I've really gotten of the situation is that Kid Rock does a lot of drugs, badass pimp, wants to go out west, give up the Detroit life, yep. and he, he's pretty good at really fusion-y lives. I don't say this with any, like, I don't want to, like, sound like I'm being, like, disrespectful to it. This song is just really, again, country-esque and really feels like I would never in my fucking... Like, this sounds like some shit. Like, you know how they play Metallica to torture people? <laughs> country would have that effect on me. Yeah. I really don't like it. I really... I like a few country songs and the rest not so much. Like, I know I've talked about how I'm not a huge fan of jazz in the past and jazz grew on me. I haven't... Country I, doesn't grow on you. Country's just like... Country's just boring to me. It's the tempos. It's just what it is. I don't I don't like it that that much. I'm not to say that there aren't country songs, but you know what happens when I hear Johnny Cash? I don't get excited. It's not that good to me. It's not that it's poorly Ring made. Of fire? Nothing. It's not that it's poorly made. It's geniusly written. And I don't say that facetiously. I mean that shit. I know how good Johnny Cash is. I still don't want to listen to it. Mm. So I gave this song a four. Because to me, it was like I was wasting my time listening to it. <laughs> nice. Um, the last two tracks on this project, we've talked about it in another review. So you're going to get like a condensed version of them. Making this the halfway point where we're going to end part one of the review. Yeah. So thank you all for watching, us with, uh, watching with us. We'll come back real soon and have part two out for you. Where we'll cover the rest of the project. Because while we have given our full thoughts on the lyrics and the content of those last two tracks on our early morning stone pimp review. Yeah. There is still some stuff to be said about them on this particular review. Each song gives us something distinct to read really dive into my feelings at least for me so um and i'm looking forward to talking about the rest of the album i i'm in a little bit of a mood today so i hope it don't come off too negative but i am truly impressed so far by the versatility and ingenuity of this project like whereas lincoln park's hybrid theory finessed the shit out of the cool young person edgy new metal sound that would basically become the favorite thing I feel like Kid Rock did this same thing for country music here that like Linkin Park did for metal-esque kind of sounds in a different direction a couple years later. And it's cool because you can almost see where Linkin Park built off of what Kid Rock did. And that's dope. I mean, what Linkin Park did, in my opinion, is in infinitely better. But Kid Rock did some seminally important for like, like I feel like if you're a music scholar, this album and what Kid Rock brings to the tables is really important. And Detroit has just so many acts that it seem to be that like Esham, St. Clown Posse, Eminem, Kid Rock, 
Like, and I'm certain there's a lot more, a lot, lot more. Don't get me wrong. I know. And, and those are just four names off the top of my head. All have the word seminal attached to them in some way or another. Yep. That's fucking impressive to have a city with so much seminal going on in it. That isn't sperm, people. It's about being culturally significant as the first inception point of something bigger. Anyway. We'll get back to you soon with the rest of the album. I, th- I got confused for a second. Thank- <laughs> Let us know in the comments what you thought about this. We'll answer you down there. Hit subscribe and we'll get part two and more reviews. Hit that like button because you're dope and you just want to support us. And if you want to support us more dollars-wise, special thanks to the patrons. This is Milka Damsey, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, Scribble, and Carl J back with us that's right there's seven names again it makes me happy to say that nice. uh so they're dope they get to tell us what albums they want to see us review and if you want to support us even if you just want to throw a dollar a month our way please it would be so helpful she said i shouldn't beg i'm saying please help us we need it we're like aloe black we need a dollar it's just we got a lot of dreams and you can help us make those dreams come true and in turn we'll keep putting ourselves on blast learning publicly with y'all yeah that's what we do I also have a song coming. I literally, the video, the music video for it is already in the back end of the Behind That Suit channel right now. It's already there. Ready to go? It's like it's done. I got my first single. I mean, I've had this sitting there in the back end of Spotify for a month. I've already submitted the second single. Anyway, links to check it out uh, will come soon, but you can pre save that shit on the DistroKid link in the description of this video. And yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Live long. And prosper, everybody. Peace, guys.